every one of us in this room want our prayers answered. I want to know that when I pray, I get my prayers answered. So let me start off my saying by saying this. How much Bible you know or you think you know, your church attendance, what you say you believe doesn't matter a hoot if you can't get your prayers answered. Getting your prayers answered is more important than a college education. College education may or may not be good. It's more important than a doctorate. It's more important than a million dollars. You can be a millionaire and be dying. Though you do you no good to be rich if you can't get to God. If you die and go to hell, what good did that do you? So the, I say the single most important thing for a Christian is to understand how to get your prayers answered. So what I've done is I've made this up, the tracks we run on, because no matter how powerful that locomotive is, without those tracks, it is not going anywhere. I want you to understand something. Your prayer life is what lays the track for your life. If you don't have a prayer life, you don't have a track for God to move on. That's a massive statement. A lot of times we take the things of God as though it's light. It, it is not a light thing. Okay, so I'm going to start off this morning in the book of Galatians, and I'm going to be called Out of Darkness into Light, and I want to talk to you a little bit about your walk with God, and anyway, you'll see where we're going. So in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8, go there, Ephesians 5, 8, it says, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord, walk as a children of light. Now, I'm going to stop right there before I go on. I want you to understand this today. Get a hold of this if you don't get a hold of anything else. You and I live in two realms. Whether you like it or not, you live in two realms. There is a natural realm and there is a spiritual realm. In the spirit, God is there, angels are there, demons are there. And understanding this one thing will change your life. The spirit controls the natural. If you don't understand that when you're wanting a prayer answered, if you cannot get into the spirit and change what's going on there, you are not going to change what's happening in the natural. In every person in this room right now and on this earth, you're either walking in light or you are walking in darkness. And even as a Christian, you can step over into disobedience. You can step into darkness, and we've got family members who are walking in darkness, and your prayer life puts light around them so they can see where they are going. Without light, you cannot see where you are going. And without a prayer life, you don't have light. The things of God are powerful. Now the devil is a liar. And he'll tell you, you can live any way you want to. Wrong. Not and have victory, you cannot. 
So let's go back to what Paul said here. You were once darkness. You were once not a child of God, but now you're light walk as a child of light for the fruit of the spirit is in all goodness, righteousness and truth. Finding out what's acceptable to God, we'll get into that in the next few weeks. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but expose them. It is shameful even to speak of the things that are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by light, and whatever manifests is light. Therefore, he says, wake you who sleep, rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Now, that's huge. That's huge. You're, you're fellowshipping with God is what keeps you in light. Now, without him, you're nothing. With, with, listen, if you're here today and you've never been born again, you're dead in sin. You're dead. And if you hear, and most of you are, and you are born again, you're alive only because of Jesus. You didn't do anything. You didn't earn it. You're not that good. Without God, you can do nothing. And without fellowship, now God gave you relationship. I hear people say this all the time to me. They say, well, I'm a Christian, I'm going to heaven. Listen, 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 listen. Gee, there's nothing in your Bible, nothing, nothing, nothing about converts. That was created by denominational people to get you to come to church in time. It's a lie. He didn't make converts. He didn't say, come to Jesus, go to heaven. He said, you come to Jesus and come to God. Well, Christianity is walking with God. And if you're not walking with God and you're not obeying God, you're probably not a Christian at all or you're just a really bad one. Now, I got the doors locked. The, the ushers are out there not to keep the bad guys in, but to keep you from leaving. Woo! Listen to this scripture. He who says, this is 1 John 2, I know him and doesn't keep his commandments is a politician. I said that instead of liar. They're synonymous. And the truth's not in you. You're not in light. You're not obeying God. You don't even have any faith. It takes faith. When you get born again, the devil is going to try you. Has anyone in here ever been tested, tempted, tried by the... You, you, listen, if you have never met the devil, you're not a Christian. He's the guy you meet right after you get off your knees up here. Let's read another one. Whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. He didn't save you from sin to put you back in it. He saved you from sin to get out of it. Sin's deadly. Sin will kill you. Sin's deadly. You don't want anything to do with it. Verse, 1 John 5, 3. This is the love that we keep his command, the love of God that we keep his commandments. And then John 8 says, Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word and you are my disciples indeed. He didn't make converts, he made disciples. And you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. You're either free this morning or you're not. If you're bound up, no condemnation, I'm going to show you how to get out of it. Amen. Now, the devil don't like you or me. All right. 
Look, James 1.21, therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. Be a doer of the word and don't just sit there and say, I'm a Christian because I went to church. Only to the degree you're doing the Bible, do you love God. Wow, that's heavy. Don't worry, it gets better. There's so many people come in here and go, well, I'm a Christian. Really? Show me the fruit. The, the one place that we're going to be fruit inspectors is here. We actually do watch your fruit. If you're a baby Christian, we understand. You've been saved 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Nah. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. I told you the ushers are out there keeping you in. Anyone is a hearer of the word, not a doer, is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. He observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. He who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues, and not a forgetful hearer, is blessed in what he does. James 2.20, but do you not know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Faith without a corresponding action is If there is no life, when you get born again, you're giving yourself to God. He gave you himself, and you're giving him yourself. And I'm not going to do it today, but I'm going to preach a sermon one day. Have you counted the cost of what it's going to cost you to walk with God? Because it's going to cost you. You're going to please God. Or you're going to please people. And you're not going to do both. So we're going to talk about responding or being a doer of the word of God. Now, we'll, I want you to go with me to 2 Kings chapter 13. 2 Kings chapter 13. Just say hallelujah because you're going to be saying hallelujah a lot today. Okay. I love, now, now someone said, are you Pentecostal? I am, but Lisa isn't. Because she has makeup and slacks and jewelry. Okay, am I, are we Pentecostal? Well, in the strictest term, no. But are we tongue-talking devil chasing holy rose? We are. That means that our, we, we no longer can have a church service where we're being entertained. I can't. I can't have, I, I cannot tolerate a dog and a pony show at church. If God doesn't come to church, I'm not either. I've had enough of that kind of life. All right. So we're going to talk about God in church. We're going to talk about how to cooperate. What makes us Pentecostal? What makes us different? Life, light. All right. 2 Kings 13, verse 14. Elisha had become sick with the illness of which he would die. 
Then Joash, the king of Israel, came down to him and wept over his face and said, O father, my father, the chariots of Israel and their horsemen. What is he doing? Elisha's home in the bed. He's a prophet of God. He already knows. Everybody knows this is his going home. The king of Israel needs a prayer answered. He needs a miracle. And he's going to the prophet because he knows that Elisha got a double portion when he said, my father, my father. Do you understand that the term, my father, my father, meant that any time the firstborn son, when the father passed away, always received a double portion. Elisha received double of what all the other prophets got. Whatever Elijah had, Elisha had twice that many anointed, twice the anointed twice the miracles and the king is going down and going you got more miracles in you and he's down there at his house because he needs a prayer answered Syria is giving him trouble. He's got an enemy and he needs something dealt with. Now listen to me. He's, he's going to the prophet because anytime you're dealing with an enemy, you're in a spiritual battle. Your battles are not natural. You're not wrestling flesh and blood. Whatever you're going through right now, whatever you're in the middle of right now, stop trying to fix it in the natural. You get in there and get on your face and you fix this in the spirit. All right. That would make church muy importante. All right. Elisha said, take a bow and some arrows. And he took a bow and some arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, put your hand on the bow. And he put his hand on it. Elisha put his hands on the king's hand. And he said, open the east window. And he opened it. And Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the, and the arrow of deliverance from Syria. You must strike the Syrians of Aphek until you have destroyed them. Give me a tissue. Thank you. Listen to what he just did. He gave him a word. He just got a word from God that he is going to beat his enemy. Is it unconditional? No. Does he have a part to play? Yes. Don't forget it. This is where we're going. Do you, listen to me. Do you have a part to play in, in every battle even though you have a word? You better, you better bet your sweet bippy you do. Now let's, let's go to this. Let's go. Open the window, shoot an arrow out. Okay, he did it. He said, take the arrows. And he took them. And he said, strike the ground. And he struck it three times. And he stopped. And the man of God was angry. What's, why is he angry? Do y'all know what enthusiasm is? Faith without actions is dead. He took a word from God and he went smacky, smacky, smacky. Treated it lightly. 
And the prophet went, what did you just do? Why did you not strike it five times? Why did you not take those arrows in your hand? Why did you not take the word of God I gave you serious? Why did you not take those arrows and go whack? And we're going to beat them. 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 And we're alive. And I, the life of God is on the inside of me. And I'm blessed coming in. And I'm blessed going out. Abraham blessings are mine. But he didn't want to appear emotional. What would people think? If I acted like I had victory just because God said so. What response are you giving to the word? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Not much in our church. We believe in quiet. Let me tell you something, numb nut. You also believe in being sick and dead. Faith without a corresponding action is dead faith. Listen to what he says to it. He's got the word of God. He's got the word. But look at what the prophet says. The man of God was angry and he said, you should have struck it five or six times and you would have struck Syria until you destroyed them. But now you're only going to strike them three times. Wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought he had a word. He had a word. The realm around you is full. You live in a spirit world. Listen to what I'm going to say right now. You need to control the spiritual realm around you. Why are you allowing devils in your space? Why are you allowing them in your mind? Why are you allowing them in your house? You may have a word from the Lord, but what are you doing with it? Are you treating it lightly? Someone calls you up here and says, I'm going to lay my hands on you and you'll be healed. And you go, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. you won't be. If you, someone gives an altar call and we've got to make you get saved from hell. While you sit back there trying to figure out whether you want to go to hell or heaven, you're an idiot. Run to the front. The day I got born again, I ran to the front. Come on. You say, well, I don't want to appear emotional. I do. I've watched football. I know how y'all act when you're not in church. I know what you're capable of. And some of you are excited about a team like the Gators who can't win a ball game. Woo! I got a response then. Okay, I'm playing with you. I'm just playing with you. Let's talk, about, let's talk about football for real. It is a fact 
that whatever's going on on the field will create a response. Someone does a little tiny touchdown or a little, throws it and gets 10 yards, everybody goes. You wait till they intercept it and run the field. The crowd goes crazy. I'm gonna ask the football players in here, does that help you on the field? You bet it does. There is an atmosphere in a ball game that says we win. And you can see when discouragement comes in the other team, they don't play hard. But the fans can lift them. I'm here to lift you. But I need a response. When I say, say amen, I'm not saying ask you to sit there with your teeth in your mouth. To the degree you believe God, there will be a response out of you. Amen! Sometimes we have people like Mark Haynes or Shekinah Glory. Let me tell you something. It's not just another meeting. The point of the meeting is this. There are things in your life and they will never change until you decide to do something about the darkness. All right, all right. Now you say, well, I think you're all a putting on. Yes, we are. I put on clothes this morning and you should be glad. <laughs> Go to Joshua 6. I'm good preaching. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. What I'm saying is I'm showing you that victory is up to you. You can leave today victorious if you want to. You don't have to stay in bondage anymore. Now, I'm going to show you something. It's, it's, it's simple. It's absolutely simple. Joshua 6.1. 6, now, Jericho was securely shut up because the children of Israel, none went out. None came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given you Jericho. They have it. But it isn't automatic. There's, listen, I'm going to back up here a minute. I'll just share something with you. These are the children of the people, here you go, that came out of, Israel, that came out of Egypt. These are the children. All of the people who came out of Egypt are dead. All of them are dead. God couldn't get one of them in, into the promised land. Ten times he tried to take them in. And they rebelled and they complained and they threw fits. And finally, after um, Numbers 13, God walked off and left them in the desert to die. 
could not get them to cooperate. These are the children of the people who came out of Egypt except Joshua and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb are the two oldest guys there. They're the only two guys. They're old goats. All of us old goats are not dead. I'm slow, but I'm not stupid. You should pay me to go to lunch with you. I can give you more wisdom than five minutes in all of your leadership meetings you've ever been in your life. Woo, you bragging. All right, where was I? Somewhere around Jericho, weren't we? And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I've given you Jericho to your hand. It's king and the mighty men of valor. You will march around the city, all you men of war. You shall all go around the city once, and this you'll do six days. And the, and the seven priests shall bear seven trumpets, ram's horn before the ark. And the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It'll come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, you'll hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people will shout with a great shout, and the wall will fall down. And, and, and I'm going to bring this into modern America. I'm going to act as though this is today. You, you said, I got a problem. I, listen, you, you're telling me that we're going to march around a building and stop and say nothing. I, I got problems. I got real problems and you're telling me we're going to march around a city seven times and do nothing? You're the stupidest person I have ever met. I can't imagine a more stupid thing to say to us. And then we're going to take walls that they can ride chariots and we're going to shout at them and they're going to fall. You're smoking something. The things of God, listen to this scripture. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to read a scripture to you. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness. I'm, well, I'm not shouting. Then stay messed up. What does shouting have to do with anything? I don't know. I know this. You're not going to beat a devil with anything in the natural. Now, now let's go back to a modern day Apopka. Why don't we just take some dynamite and drill holes in the wall and blow a section of it out? That would make more sense See, some of y'all are too smart for God. Yeah. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 
There's not a devil within a half a mile of you right now. They all left because Satan cannot stand in light. Satan cannot stand in light. Satan cannot stand in light. You are light. And the voice of a king creates light. Do you understand what has happened in your life already because of a church service that they would say you're nuts? We might be nuts to you, but Satan fears you. Resist the devil. Now I'm going to show you how not to do it. Go away. Mm, I don't think so. Oh, help me, Jesus. Oh, help me. <laughs> I want you to think about this for a minute. Let's go back to this story. It's a true story. And it worked. God knows what he's doing. And did you know that he does things sometimes just to get you out of your head? Now, I'm going to prove one to you. Tongues. Now let's get real for a minute. How stupid is it for you to pray in a language you don't even know what you're saying? I mean, I'm just, let's just think natural. You can't get dumber than Shandai, Shandai, tie my bow tie. You just can't get dumber than that. But God uses stupid stuff to confound the wise. While you're out there trying to figure it out, we've got some idiot over there going, getting the prayers answered. Someone said, well, that's the devil. Well, if it is, he has really helped me out a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, if, if you ever get on fire for God, you're going to scare people. You're going to walk in the room and they're going to go, there she is. Oh, my God, you never know what that lady's going to do. Cast the devil out of somebody right in Walmart, man. <laughs> I have to tell my story. I have to tell my story. I, I know that Melanie could tell my story, but I've got to tell my story. Lady came to church here. And right at the end of the service, I gave a call, a word of knowledge. There's someone here right now that the Lord wants you to, to, to be ministered to and to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Who are you? And nobody raised their hand. So everybody thinks I'm a false prophet and they think I should be stoned. <laughs> and I'm about to close and the Lord said, one more time. I said, okay, one more time. There's someone here that wants to be prayed for and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And nobody raised their hand. Nobody. Okay. I walked into my office and Lisa said, stop at Winn-Dixie and I need you to pick up these items before you come home. So I did. I obeyed my wife. I'm a very good husband. 
There's two people you fear, God and your wife. We'll talk about that in men's meeting one day. We'll get in. So this lady comes up and she sees me. She goes, oh my God, pastor. I said, hello. She goes, I'm so sorry, that was me. I said, what was you? Oh, that was me. Uh, I've been wanting to be prayed for, to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And I was so afraid to come up. And I thought, you're going to lay hands on me. I thought I was going to fall out in the power in front of all those people. And I would be so embarrassed. And, and I said, why are you telling me now? Do you think when Dixie stops me? I don't stop at Wendy. I ain't afraid of Win Dixie. I ain't scared of nothing. And we're over in the, in the produce section, right? You know when you walk in over to the right where all the tomatoes and the bananas and all that stuff are? And she's over there going, oh, that was me. And I just said, lift your hand. She goes, here. I said, I said we had carpet. I mean, I'm not the one that asked to be in Winn-Dixie. You did. As she lifted her hands up and I prayed for her, she got filled with the Holy Ghost. Out she went between the maters and taters. Last time I walked off, she's laying in the floor in Winn-Dixie speaking in tongues. And I'm thinking, honey, next time someone in church says, come forward, come up here in the front. I mean, you don't need to do this at Walmart. But I, if I find you at Walmart, I will pray for you anywhere, honey. I mean, if you're going to shout, shout here. I mean, my God, at least everybody thinks you're normal. As a matter of fact, let me just say this. If you're sitting there quiet, you're weird. If you can't shout in the crowd today, this sermon is for you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> oh. Psalm 47. Go there. Psalm 47. Someone said, I want a move of God. I am a move of God. Does that sound weird to your ears? It should not. I got tired of waiting on him. <laughs> God, show up. Now, nah, never mind. I'll start by myself. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Psalm 47, look at this. Clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. He is God and you're not. What are you proving? You are not God. Anybody take my place on the cross? I will shout all I want to about that. I, my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I'm going to heaven when I die. Jesus is Lord. There is no judgment on me. I'm washed in the blood. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. Abraham, blessings are mine. Woo, glory to God. Thank you. 
Come on, Adam. Come on, Adam. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Where was I? Where was I? <laughs> For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is awesome. What are you proving? You're proving that He is God. And we're going to read something in a minute. We'll show you something absolutely powerful. Listen, He is the great King over all of this earth. Now, you may think you're just affecting yourself, but this is affecting America. I'm sick of their wickedness. And I've already determined that I can't fix it. But I know who can. For the Lord Most High is awesome. And he is the great king over all of this earth. He will subdue the peoples under us. Got problems? Shout about it. (laughs) Mark Hankins made a statement one time in one of his meetings, and it took me a little while to grab it. He said, while you're shouting here, God is doing something back home. You're affecting your whole family. Satan cannot abide in darkness. Satan cannot abide in light, in light. He cannot abide in light. When the light turns on, he's got to go. So when you're starting to shout and give God glory, you're creating a light field around your family, around your business, around your children, around your grandchildren. Hallelujah. 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 Now, just think about this. We're talking about a spirit realm. The spirit realm. Indians, American Indians and Africans understand more of spiritual warfare than white folk. It's it's in the culture that they understand they're dealing with spirits. They haven't always understood how to do it, but they've always known in their culture that they're dealing with spirits. Oh, boy. He will choose our inheritance for us. That's powerful. The excellence of Jacob whom he loves. Go to Psalm 100. How many of y'all say, boy, I'm glad I came to church today? Now, look at this one. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Come to the Lord with some gladness and his presence with singing, hallelujah. And know the Lord is God, he made us, amen, hallelujah. Really. 
I will enter his gates You're entering the court of the king. You're entering the court of the king. When we have church, you're entering the court of the king. Don't come in here sad. Don't, come, don't walk in this way sad. If you need to get right with God, get right in the foyer and then come on in. This morning, you notice Barbara and the ladies up here 10 minutes before service. Every Sunday, we're going to have them praying. Come in, pray with us. Come in and enter with prayer. And then during the worship, it's not the singing until we get to the best part, which would be me. The best part is him. All I'm doing is pointing to him. Now let's, let's read this again. Look at this. Look at this. Make a joyful what? Shout. I'm going to give you a, a challenge and I want you to do it. And I want you to get back with me and tell me what happened. The next time you're in a room full of people and everything's kind of somber, shout. I'm I'm, going to tell you something. Being introvert is pride. Well, that's not my personality. This ain't about your personality. This is about him. One day I, I, I was in Athens, Georgia, hadn't been born again very long, and we walked out of a theater where there was a meeting going on, and it had been raining, and it was one of those nights. And in Athens, Georgia, when, when they, you know, they, they roll up the curbs at night. Y'all know this town's like that. I mean, it, after dark, everybody goes home, goes to bed like normal people, like normal people. Ain't nobody out on the road. So we walked out, and there's not anybody in downtown. And there's like eight or nine or ten of us walking out. And so I'm just walking along there, and everyone's talking like, oh, no, 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 no. And because there's no cars and all there is is concrete, I decided to do something. I shouted. I just walking along, I went, glory! And I looked at the faces of all the people and they all started laughing and smiling. Glory hit. Say this, I will never allow the devil in my atmosphere. You know, get in my atmosphere. I was with Dr. Teal Osborne and Kevin McNulty in Barahia, Colombia. And Kevin got up, and I'm, I'm telling on Kevin a little bit, but it's okay. He'll, if, if he minds, he'll, I, don't, I don't know what he'll do anyway. <laughs> but he got up in front of 100,000 people, and he started talking. You know, ladies and gentlemen, and when he sat down, T.L. looked at him and said, don't you ever do that again. He said, you own the field. You own. I own the field. I own the room. You're not going to live like the devil around me. I also don't get invited to a lot of parties, but I'll tell you this. (laughs) Make a joyful shout. 
to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. No, he's God. He made you. You didn't make yourself. We're his people, the sheep of his pasture. I enter his gates with thanksgiving. I enter his courts with praise. Be thankful and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting. His truth to every generation. Say, I control the atmosphere. All right, let's go back to the original story. When someone's preaching the word, you can get smacky smacky. That's up to you. But when you leave here, don't expect anything much to happen in your life. You say, are we putting on? Sometimes you might want to put on. Put on the garment of, what do you, put it on. You see, this is not a cute sermon. This, this is life and death, light or dark. I can't imagine Jesus being melancholy. Matter of fact, I'm just going to say this, and I know I'll get a response. I want to play Jesus. I'll need my hair back, but I want to. I think he was one very bold man. I don't think he. I don't think he walked around with a sheep under his arms and well, everybody. All the movies, Jesus is a teacher. But the Bible says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach. I think Jesus was a fireball. And he still is. And when the anointing gets on you, you'll be a fireball. See, a fly won't land on a hot skillet. Tell the devil, say, you ain't landed on a hot skillet. And I'm hot. <laughs> I got a couple more here, and I'm just going to go over them real six, real fix. Real quick. Second Kings 5, a man came to be healed, and he said, go wash and dip seven times. And he got mad. The Jordan is a muddy, stinking river. My river back home is cleaner. And men tell me, why seven times? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. And he got mad. And someone said, well, if he gave you something easy to do, hard to do, you'd have done it. But all he told you to do is dip. All he told you to do is dip. Now, I'm going to share, share something with you all. When you read the book, What's the name? What is that book? The, the Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits. There is a man in the book that I like him. It's me. I'm, I'm in that book. Do you remember the story where Brother Hagin pointed at a man in, in the whole camp meeting and, and the Holy Ghost hit that man and he started dancing in the spirit? Ask Lisa who that was. That was you. That was me. That's cool. I'm up in the preacher section. 
where you don't want to sit. The stiffest people in the body of Christ are preachers. I, I, I want to tell you what. I, the worship service, why do all the preachers come out after the worship? That's the most backslidden thing. The people are worshiping God and you're in the back room having coffee? Come on. Don't, 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 don't. So anyway, I'm up there and, and I'd always wanted to... That, I've always thought that's cool. And when he pointed at me, I got out of my chair, I went down, Holy Ghost hit me. I, I can't, you can't do it without the Holy Ghost. But you look like a chicken with a head coat. I, I, I wish I could do it. I, I, I'd do it for you if I could, but I can't. Not, not without the anointing. But here's the great joy of obeying God. When I went and sat down, I said, Why? Do we do that? He said, it breaks poverty. Jumping breaks poverty. <laughs> Lisa and I started going out to Mark Hankins meetings. Our income doubled four times. How? Dancing at church. You say, do you dance? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honey, if you double your income, I'll dance all I will dance. I will dance all night long. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Justin, is it true? Is it true? Absolutely. It's absolutely true. Now, now stop for a minute. How? I don't know. I don't care. But that is simple. Well, if you think I'm going to get up there and look like an idiot, you've lost your mind. Oh, stay broke. I don't care. Stay sick. You know? Sickness is spiritual. Sickness is spiritual. It's caused by sin. If you have sin in your soul, it's getting into your flesh and you're going to be sick. There's only one way to get it out of there and that's to get the spirit of God in you, out of, out of your spirit, into your soul. And the way to do that is you might have to dance it right out of there. You might have to get in there and worship God and give God glory and get your soul cleaned up. Hallelujah. God is good. Jesus is Lord. All right, I got one more. I got one more. I got one more. <laughs> I got, see, I, I, if you don't realize that all these are in the Bible. Yeah. Now, let, let's go to one more story and see how I'm doing. Oh, man. I got, I, it's four. Oh, my God. The Baptists have been at the restaurant for four minutes. All right, hold on. I love the Baptists. I want you to think about Jesus at, at, at a wedding. And they came and they said, they're out of wine and he said, we'll go get some water. And, if, and, and many, many people would go, what? They, uh, uh, you misunderstood me. They need wine. I know, go get some water. 
Well, you think I'm going to go down and fill them pots up with water. You've lost your mind. That's, that's 50-something gallons of water. That's 170 pounds. Of, I'm, you're, I'm not doing it. They are one in wine. Not water, numb nut. I want to let, listen to the things of God are foolish to your mind. The only way is for you to talk yourself out of a miracle. If he says fill it up with water, fill it up with water. It might look foolish to you. It might look foolish to everybody. But the servants knew. That's just water. We're the one. But they obeyed. In Joshua's day, they didn't rebel. They shouted at walls. As dumb as that may sound, they beat their enemy with a shout. Now, I'm going to tell you one more story. One, just one more. Just one. It takes 45 minutes, but there's only one. No, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm telling you. Barbara knows this story. She helped me rewrite it and rewrite it and everybody else. When I came here to Orlando, I came, uh, I was married, and my first wife and I ended up getting divorced. And, and the church was not favorable with that, and they asked me to step down, and I did. And after my obeying God, I'm out of a, I don't, I'm not in a church working, and, I, and I'm barely eating. And all of that, I, all of my living for the Lord, and I ended up laying block, working construction, and depressed. Now, if you're a faith person, you don't tell people you're depressed. How are you doing? I'm blessed coming in, blessed going out. And then you go home and cry. You know what I'm talking about? I'm depressed. I'm, 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 it's Thursday afternoon. I'm on iDrive. I just left work. It's raining, and we're not working today or tomorrow, and I don't have any money, and I don't have any hard, nothing coming in next week. This is just hell on earth. That was the day the Lord told me the story of the little creature, and, and I, I don't know whether I should go into that or not, but, the, 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 but I'm sitting in my car, and, the Lord, and, I, and I said this to God. I said, you, you, you have to help me. You have to help me. I don't know what to do. I, I, I had done everything I knew to do. Nothing was working. Nothing was working. And then he, he said to me, want to hear a story? You know how that sounded in my ears like music? Thank you for just talking to me. And, and he started off, he says, once there was a little creature. And he woke up one morning, he was late. He didn't know how to get to grandmama's house. So he jumped down and he starts roaming through the jungle and he comes up, he comes up what, Barbara, first? What was first? I'm trying to see if you remember. Walked up to an antelope. Mr. Antelope, Mr. Antelope. My mommy and daddy went to grandmama's house. I don't know how to get to grandmama's house. Can you help me get to grandmama's house? And the antelope said, yeah, man, just do what I do. Just run through the prairie. Just take off running. And the little creature takes off running, takes off running. It wasn't long, he just fell on his face and went, oh, this didn't work. Well, he roams down into the jungle and he comes up on a big tree full of monkeys. He said, Mr. Monkey, Mr. Monkey, 
My mom and daddy left for grandmama's house. I don't know how to get to grandmama's house. I don't know what I'm doing. What do I do? And they said, man, you know, get up here and swing with us. Limb to limb, baby. Come on, do this. This is all you have to do. And so the little creature jumps up on the trees and starts trying to swing like a monkey. It isn't, but a minute later he falls down into the floor and just, and then he roams up onto a river and sees a bunch of fish. And walks up to the fish and says, Mr. Fish, Mr. Fish, my mom and my daddy went to grandma's house. I don't know how to get to grandma's house. And the fish said, oh, be cool. Get in, do what we do, wiggle, and it won't be long. You'll be at grandma's house. Little creature dives in the river and almost drowns. <laughs> Finally, he gets up and he's soaking wet and he roams back out in the prairie and he bumps into a line, big line. Finally, he says, one more time. Mr. Lion, Mr. Lion, my mom and dad left this morning, went to grandma's house. I don't know how to get there. I don't know how to get to grandma's house. He said, the monkey tried to help me, and the antelope tried to help me, and the fish tried to help me. Nobody's been able to help me. And the lion said, well, you do what I say? He said, well, I tried everything else anybody said. He said, I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to worship God with all your might. Worship God. And after you've worshiped a while, open your eyes, and you'll know how to get to grandmama's house. I'm sitting in my car. It's raining. The Lord, so, so, so the Lord says to me, you have asked everyone how to get out of your mess. But son, you are a new creature. So the little creature lifts his arms and he starts worshiping God with all of his might and worshiping and worshiping and worshiping. And after a minute, he opens his eyes and he looks in the lioness a thousand feet below him and he sees his mommy and daddy flying off in the, in the distance. And he waves at the lion and off he goes. And the Lord said, son, you're a new creature. I didn't design you to run with the world or to be cool or to swing. I designed you up here with me. He said, get out of your car and worship me. Now, you can't get any easier than that. I got out and just started worshiping God. And he turned everything around. I can't take the credit for that. Have you ever thought about the things of God are simple? I'm going to do something right now. I don't know where you are in your life, but I'm going to tell you the answer. You need to start worshiping God. I give you glory and I give you honor and I sing praises to your name and I give you glory and I give you honor and I sing praises to your name. You are good. You are good. You are good in all your ways. You are good. You are good. You are good in all your ways. If you're not worshiping, you need to be in the altar. 
If you are not worshiping right now, you're a sinner and you need to be in this altar. If you cannot worship right now, you are a sinner. You're a sinner. If you're not comfortable in the presence of God, you need Jesus. And I'm going to tell you something right now. You submit to God, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will lift you up. I have a revelation for you. There is a God, and you are not him. From that day, when I get in trouble, and I get in trouble, I have a chair at home, and I go pray, I shout, and I worship God. Because I know that I'm still a country boy. And I also know I'm not that smart. But I know who is. Father God, I want to thank you this morning for this church service. I have preached my heart out. I have given them everything you told me to give them. I have nothing left. I have told them what to do. Now it's up to them to do it. Many of them have stepped over this morning and shouted and given you glory and honor. And I realize that they have learned today how to break darkness off of but there are still others in this room and my heart goes out to them not to bring condemnation but if they're not where they need to be they'll get up this morning and walk up here and go I want to get right with God I need Jesus in my life and I praise you Father God for your goodness and mercy in Jesus name we hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text... 407-955-5300. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.